Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you're having a great day. Tim back in the studio today with one of my uh, partners in crime, my friend Michael Zuber. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me. Hey, man, glad you could make some time. Um, the uh, the Center for Disease Control, of all people, have come out with an eviction moratorium that I'm getting a lot of questions about. I'm going to do some videos about it later in the week. But I thought, who better than the guy who has what, 100 plus doors of rental property in the great state of California? Uh, yep. Who better to give me some insight on this? So uh, really quickly, if you guys aren't familiar with Michael, uh, Michael, give him the 30-second the thumbnail. Yeah, so I'm a, uh, you know, my story is one of working a full-time job for uh, a long time, building a real estate portfolio on the side, retiring at 45, and enjoying the life of financial freedom for the last three or four years, all on yeah. rentals. Awesome. And how many doors do you have? Uh, I don't actually count very often. I think it's about 175 or <laughs> one, you. 180. I got so much rental property, I, I don't even count doors. But Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, on a serious note, you and I talked when this uh, virus first hit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was concern about folks paying their rent. Uh, how have you fared over the last few months? Yeah, so I think we did a video sometime in March. And I said, mm -hmm. you know what, I, I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, quick story. I had a meeting with my team on a Sunday, which is very rare, right? Uh, to say, okay, let's look at our entire portfolio. You know, and we tiered our tenants because we didn't know. We didn't know what was going to yeah. happen. Right. right. So we basically identified 20 people that we thought were risk, meaning they had a job. Because again, we had their app. So we knew where they worked, right? They worked in the hotels or they worked in restaurants or whatever. So we identified 20 people that were at risk and we just started over communicating. Um, you know, now that, we've, now that we're six months past that, we have never had a month of rent collection, knock on wood, less than 94%. That's excellent. Far so, exceeded my expectations. So you contacted what you thought were, were the, the 20 tenants who may have issues? Yeah, we, we and just over opened up a line of communication with them. Yep. Yeah, over communicated. Of the twenty, uh, last time I checked, fifteen of them have never missed a payment. Uh, two or three of them, uh, we've set up partial payments uh, to better match their now different incomes. Mm -hmm. um, we have given some rent credits. Uh, again, part of being a good landlord is is realizing that we're in interesting times. Right. right. We have had uh, eviction moratoriums in California long before the CDC thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and frankly, I would have done all these things with or without them. So I have forgiven probably $20,000 in rent since March. I'm, you know, the other question I get asked all the time is how much late rent. I think we're right around $45,000 in rent that we haven't collected. We have two tenants, what I call playing games. One stopped immediately in February or March. It's now about 12 grand. He's short. Uh, and the other one started in um, May or June. Uh, but yeah, all in, we're, we're down about 45,000 in total. Uh, and normally, as a landlord, I would never let it get this bad. But because of California, right. now because of CDC, it just keeps building every month. Yeah, you're always going to have those jokers that take advantage of any situation to get out of paying their rent. Yeah. And one thing that I think is very clear, I was actually interviewed by the business journal for an article. And uh, my point is um, we, we're, you know, as I said earlier, I've already forgiven about $20,000 in rent 
which I'm not including in that 45 number, because it's the right thing to do for people. Uh, but I promise you, those two people that are playing games with me, I will do everything at my legal disposal uh, to make sure I get a civil judgment, which means, uh, I don't know, January, February, March of next year, I will right. finally file an eviction. I will get them out. I'll spend $1,000 to do it. And then I will hit them with a judgment, which again, will cost me money. I will never see those funds, right. but it will be on their credit report forever. 100% because they are playing a game. They're not communicating. They are laughing at us saying, ha, ha, ha. So, okay, you win today. I'll win tomorrow. Right. That, that $45,000, that's rents that were not paid? Correct. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's partial months. Sometimes it's delayed. You know, they didn't get their unemployment. They filed, but they can't get it. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's a big number for lots of people. You know, right. remember, I have lots of doors. So what, what is your, do, do you hope to, to collect that 45,000 or a partial of it at some point? Um, I mean, you're not, I would you're not just going to write it off. I wouldn't think. Knowing you, you no, would, I would, I wouldn't. Well, I, I think, <laughs> I think more than half of it, more than half of it are going to come from these two jokers, which I'll never see it. Right. So that will end in a civil judgment uh, that will be on their credit report for 10 years. Uh, there's a chance you could sell that debt to a debt collector for like 10 or 15 cents on the dollar. Uh, I don't know what I'll do yet. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be a monstrous new business next year is, is people buying these um, judgments. Yeah. So I might see 10 or 15% on the half of it. The other half, I actually think I'll collect um, just over time. I'll either collect or forgive. One thing I, I will likely do is say, hey, you're three months down. If you pay a month, I'll give you the second month free. It's just right. doing the right thing for people. This yeah. is a people business. These tenants did absolutely nothing wrong. They are when they communicate with me, I will bend over backwards for mm -hmm. them. Uh, yeah. it's, it's you know I believe in good karma, um, and and I'm lucky to be in a financial position where I could you know forgive a couple of months' rent for a few people. Sure. Uh, but again, if you're not communicating, I also had the financial wherewithal to make sure that. I, I will get that judgment. I think that's one misconception that a lot of renters have is this, the, the moratorium, and we're going to talk about the new one. Um, mm -hmm. It actually gives them a pass on paying rent. The truth is that rent piles up mm -hmm. and is due. It's not rent forgiveness. Right. It is not forgiveness. It is delay. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's talk about the, this, uh, the CDC uh, Center for Disease Control has come out with this moratorium through the end of the year. One of the questions I get a lot is what's the CDC got to do with uh, rent moratoriums? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, um, I, I just certainly spent a couple of days going, wow, when did the CDC have the authority to impact contracts? Contracts are in the U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. We're not talking California Constitution. We are talking U.S. Constitution yeah, that you are not legally uh, the government, which last time I checked, the CDC is a, is a federal government agency, mm -hmm. is able to get in, interfere with contracts and leases are contracts. Right. So uh, I have no idea how they have that authority. Uh, I assume it, and I know it's in legal fights, but instead of bitching about them not having the legal authority, I had to figure out what it meant. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's some real, there's some real issues in there. Uh, I could tell you it's, it's not as horrible as it could have been. It could have been worse. Yeah. Well, I think the CDC stand is this is uh, the, the moratorium is to help quell the spread of the virus. Well, I, yeah, I, I people know people are evicted. Yeah. They're either going to move in with someone or they're going to go 
you know, going to move in a, maybe a group shelter, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's my understanding that the CDC proposed this and the administration approved it. But that's, that's the one thing I'm getting a lot is what's the CDC got to do with this? Well, it, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. You can't get yeah. around it. It is being challenged in court. Absolutely. I think the uh, National Department Association now is is pushing back, but they, they have to. Again, this is this is this is impacting the U.S. Constitution. Uh, it is absolutely, and it's nationwide. That was different mm -hmm. than before, right? California's had a moratorium since February or March. Once the CDC came out and said it's across the country, oh, that caught yeah. some people's attention. <laughs> it's got, it's got people in Alabama going, "Hey, what, what the, the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> we had the uh, what was it, the CARES Act? Yep, that had a moratorium. It expired, I think, in July. Um, yeah, I think so. July 1st, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you see any change at, at uh, that point? Between no, because California was worse. California yeah. was more restrictive. So I've always been impacted by that one. It's like the CARES Act and CDC, may, people may not know this. If your local environment is worse or more restrictive, right? The more restrictive one wins, right? So mm -hmm. the CDC um, doesn't really impact California all that much uh, because the California restriction is greater, but right. the CDC one hurts the entire country, which is why you have the National Association of Apartments going, hey, 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 uh, that's not cool. What, what, what are you doing? Yeah. What, how long is the one in California? Is there an end date on there or is it just until oh, Newsom decides done? I don't know until, yeah. I'm sure there's an end date, but I have zero faith in the end date. Yeah, the good news is you've got a governor with very good hair. <laughs> That's he the, likes his photo really, ops. Is that the that's only it. thing people can say about him? Yeah, he, he, he loves photo ops, and um, he likes to use big words to make himself sound yeah. smart. That's well, here in Alabama, my... our governor looks and talks like Aunt B from the uh, Andy Griffith show. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. So let's, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, this new moratorium, because it does have uh, some requirements that renters have to meet. It's just not an across-the-board, if you're a renter, that automatically applies. It's got four or five uh, bullet yeah. points attached to it that you have to, you have to meet these requirements. You have to sign a document mm -hmm. stating you have to attest. that you have to attest. And I mean, if it goes to court, I mean, you could be, you know, charged with perjury and all kinds of yeah. stuff. So um, let me, let me just pull this up here and talk about it. The, the first requirement is the renter must earn $99,000 a year or less as an individual, 198 as a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, here, those are some pretty good salaries right there. Yeah. And again, this is why a lot of, again, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Orange County, a lot of the California market's not really impacted by that, right? A, mm -hmm. a starting tech job for, for the most part is above those numbers. Right. So again, if you're a landlord in San Francisco, which is again, getting crushed, the CDC order doesn't help you because most of your tech, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't right. help. So but yeah, but again, 90, that's why you can't really pick these numbers, right? 99K in Alabama is very different than 99K Completely. in Manhattan, right? Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. 99K here, you're buying a $300,000 house in Manhattan. You're living in a box. Well, here's Albeit the real probably deal. Probably a very nice box. And not, and for, well, no. I, yeah, box. Yeah. <laughs> 99K in Alabama, you're not a renter. You're, an you're not. You are, you are typically a buyer or somebody. So it doesn't even impact. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first thing you have to attest to is that you earn less than 99000 a year. Yep. Um, you have to attest that you have tried to obtain government rental assistance. Yep. And I would assume you got to provide documentation of all this. Nobody's yep. going to take you at your word. Yes, absolutely. These have to be uh, documented and you have to do them monthly. 
Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this, yeah, this really has to show that you as the tenant are going beyond best efforts. Yeah. This is trying to get away from the person sitting on their couch playing video games. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to BS your way through this because there is some documentation. Yep. Uh, the tenant is currently unable to pay rent in full due to a loss of income or heightened medical expenses. Are those mm -hmm. due to the, to the virus or is that just... Yeah, that's yeah, the virus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, like if you or your husband or your kid got sick and you can't work and you got to watch them. It's basically, what, really when I read all of that, you're trying to protect the single parent. Okay. Like, cause that's really who's getting crushed in this, right? Single parent can't have their kids at school. I can't, I can't go to work. It's, it's just a mess, man. It's, it's yeah, rough. totally. Uh, the tenant is trying to make timely partial payments using his best efforts. And you mentioned that opening up lines of communications with all your tenants really mm -hmm. is how you got that going. So you're, you're getting at least partial payments from most of your tenants. All but two. Okay. All but those two bozos. Do we Correct. want to name them and put their picture no. on social media? Nope. I don't want any lawsuits. <laughs> uh, and finally, the tenant has no other housing options without posing a health risk, include living in close quarters with others or resorting to homelessness. So those are, was that four, four or five bullet points? Well, there's actually there. a fifth one that actually I think comes out on the landlord side. What's and this that? is the big one that California missed in the beginning. And that is the, the only reason. Um, so let's step back. In this order, basically, it protects you if you can't pay rent, but doesn't allow you to be a bad actor because a lease has other rules, mm -hmm. right? You must, you know, I don't know, no loud music or you can't be a drunk, right. you can't sell drugs, you know, all of those other things. So if you invalidate the lease, any other criteria other than rent payment, you can absolutely be evicted, okay. um, which, is a, which is good because I had a tenant who was selling drugs that we tried to evict. And in California, at least in the first part of this eviction moratorium, I wasn't able to file it because the courts were closed. Yeah. I'm like, what the, f I mean, <laughs> what the hell, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, uh, there is things for the landlord that I was very happy to see because that you, you need to take, you need to take care of your property, right? If they're threatening violence against you, the landlord, and if they're mm -hmm. destroying your property, you can absolutely file eviction now, which is a, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. This says the, the order stops evictions for non-payment of rent as long as the tenant meets uh, that criteria mm -hmm. and gives his or her landlord a signed declaration stating as such. Correct. So you, you literally have to print out something, sign it, give it to your landlord. Mm -hmm. uh, however, if you violate the lease in any other way, break the law, uh, threaten the health and safety of others, you can still be evicted. Are the courts Correct. open there? They've just opened. I think they opened in August, I think. I backed up. But they're very slow. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. If you filed one day, you probably won't get it till January. Yeah, yeah. So the landlord does still have rights. And I know that, and, and I'm, as, I'm as compassionate as the next guy. Sure. More or less. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also a businessman. Yeah. And, you know, you know this, your, your rental property is your business. Oh, for sure. And so if you have consumers of your business not paying you for product, yep. you know, that puts the onus on you. And that's, this is the one thing that I hear a lot. You know, I, I own this property, even if my tenants are not paying, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm still liable for making that payment of mine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot, there's, well, here's the real question that, that I think people need to ask is what is the outcome of this? Cause eventually mm -hmm. we will get through this crisis. Eventually the CDC order will be, reversed or denied or whatever the right word is. Well, what's going to happen? Well, here's the deal. 
I believe renters that want to play the game win short term. Mm -hmm. Right. The two bozos mm -hmm. as an example. Uh, I believe uh, small mom and pop landlords, unfortunately, bear the brunt and many of them will lose their properties, right. either lose it outright, meaning foreclosure or choose that being a landlord in this environment is not something I ever want to do again. So when this reverses, this is what's going to happen and people need to see it. Your mom and pop landlord, you get through this crisis. It's now March or April of 2021, right? I'm just picking months now. You're like, damn, that hurt. Oh God, that hurt. Oh, I never want to do that again. What are you going to do? You are going to give your tenant a 60 day notice that says, thank you very much for staying here. Time to go, right. which is your legal right to do. They are going to then be out in 60 days. You are then going to clean up your property and you are going to sell it to an owner occupant because what's, what's flying off the shelf today? Owner occupant, clean housing. Right. So here's the deal folks for all those people complaining about affordable housing and affordable rentals, you are about to lose 20 to 30% of affordable rentals next year. Guaranteed. <laughs> so that's going to suck. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, people aren't talking about it, but mm -hmm. mom and pop landlords are owners. They run a business. Uh, they have been vilified. Uh, they have been asked to suffer pain that others have not. Right. And they will have enough. They are going to go, I'm not doing that anymore. I hate my state or federal government for making me suffer these huge losses. I'm going to ask my tenant to leave legally 60 days. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to sell it and I'm going to be done. Yeah. It's going to happen, folks. Affordable housing is going to fall. Oh, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing that a lot from, from people in my network. They're like, in, and I, I'm not big into rental. I think I've got one, one rental left. Because of the market here, man, I'm flipping like a banshee. You know, I can, houses that I previously would have gotten and thought about renting, I'm flipping just because of the this, market. The next six to 18 months is the, will be the likely prove the best flipping market I've ever seen. Well, I think one of the reasons why is at least here, flipping has become really competitive because, sure. you know, we're at a 20 year low in inventory, the virus, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we have, we have more competition now to buy foreclosures and distress. And, you know, most of the flips that I'm doing are coming from my personal network. I'm sure, um, you know, wholesalers here are coming out with, with, with deals and just basically putting them on auction. And yeah. it's just, people are paying stupid money for crappy houses, you know? So yeah. the consensus here among a lot of my peers is, you know what, in six months, we're going to all walk out the door, pick up all of these houses that these flippers bought today who didn't realize they had no margin for profit. And now yeah. they're having to sell them off. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot of that here. You seeing that out there at all? How's the... The wholesale. No, I, I think if, you know, first off, I haven't got a deal from a wholesaler, meaning, meaning a deal, meaning I would do it, there's margin in all year. Stupid. Uh, I guess I got one February 1st. There's, that was my last wholesale deal. But I get, I get wholesale opportunities every week, and they're basically retail today. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there are, here's, here's a good one. We had one come out here that, uh, oh gosh, I, it was a, an old, you know, tear down house on a couple mm -hmm. acres. The wholesaler price was 60, you know, after fixing it up and making it pretty, you might get 110, 120. Mm. It's sold like in the nineties. There's, there, there's yeah. just no math that makes that worth doing. But again, yeah. 
we're just it's just you know people watching. there's a little window there's a little window um i've been i've been doing this 20 years i've yeah. seen stupid before yeah well I've, you know the I've, math better than than anybody but uh, uh, yeah. anyway, so I think the, the point of this, uh, this topic on this moratorium is this, it's not free rent. No, it's kind of a hit of the pause button, but first of the year, those rents are still going to become due. And yeah. The rents are going to become due. You're going to have to work at them. Or you, landlords should do a workout if they can, meaning, Hey, let's just say you're down three grand for easy math. Mm -hmm. You could, you could certainly demand the three grand right away. You aren't going to get it in most cases. Right. Um, what you, what you're likely going to do is you're going to say, Hey, you know, the rent used to be a thousand. Why don't you pay me 1250 for the next however many months that works out. Right. It's, it's just going to suck. Basically there, I, again, I said it earlier, I think there will be a huge business opportunity for people who want to buy uh, ju civil judgments, which is what this rent will become, right? right. Three grand will become a civil judgment. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you can buy it for 10 cents on the dollar and then go collect it at 50 cents, they're, they're, I promise you there'll be a business created to do that. Oh yeah. Sounds like a, uh, an online course you need to create. <laughs> no, <laughs> I value you, my time yeah. way too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, so fi uh, final words here. What, what is your best advice to all these landlords here that are just you know, they really can't do anything at the moment, but just sit back and watch. What's, what's yeah, I, I would guess I would do it. I would look at it on a timeline. And again, I am a landlord just like you, mm -hmm. right? I, and yeah, so first and foremost, it, it is, it's, it, it's there, right? It's something we must deal with. Right. Uh, communication is always better than the lack of communication. Um, I would tell you, uh, I get it. It sucks. It hurts. Don't wallow in it. Mm -hmm. um, realize that this will pass. Uh, you are an owner of assets in an appreciating market. So net, net, you're probably winning long-term. Uh, and then real, then you ask yourself next year, what do you want to do? Right. Do you want to continue being a landlord or do you want to sell? Because I think that's going to be the choice. Yeah. And you'll be, you'll be likely lucky in an environment where you could sell for max prices if you clean it up. Uh, or you can be a landlord in an environment where, where there's less competition. Because I actually think Long-term tenants lose less quality product on the market. Rents go up. Rental yeah. inflation is going to be an outcome of this because of lack of supply. So long-term, if you can get through this and it's going to hurt and it's going to feel like this, I expect rental rates to go up because it's supply mm -hmm. demand. And uh, I think being a landlord will be okay. Um, yeah. This, I, the other thing to realize, this is not the hardest year to be a landlord. The hardest yeah. year for me to be a landlord was 06 because people were getting these stupid financial loans and buying houses when they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. That was my least profitable year uh, really? because I had so many turns. People, I were losing people with apartments left and right. I couldn't figure out why it's because they can move into an apartment for, or buy a house for zero down and then not ever make a payment and stay there for a year. And then they come yeah. back and be renters. Oh, mm -hmm. six was the worst year to be a landlord. Yeah. 2020 is by, it's not even close to how painful. Oh, <laughs> six was. I think the, the people that I hear the most of the, that are concerned are those landlords that do not have deep pockets. You know, I mean, that's, yeah, let's be honest. There, reverse, there are man. a lot of folks who are landlords just kind of, you know, working full-time jobs, trying to make ends meet themselves. Sure. And if they can't make the, the mortgage payment, you know, whether they got a forbearance back in the day or what, those, those are the folks that I hear from the most that are just kind of scared to death right now. Yeah. It, so. it, there will be some, again, Mom and pop landlords are going to lose some property. Yeah. Uh, and just so you know, that's, if it happens to you, I, it, it's not, 
it's not life ending, right? There are lots of people oh. I know in my network who lost lots of property in 08. I know people that lost dozens of properties in the last crash. It's okay. You get through right. it. Life Don't, moves on. Life moves on. Don't stress yourself out. Learn, learn the lesson, right? Emergency reserves are good. Um, you know, having the financial backing is good. Uh, yep. it, it, it's You're my go-to guy on this. Let's, uh, let's plug the YouTube channel and uh, my favorite book on <laughs> property. I appreciate that. So the favorite yeah, book man. is really a 15-year story from a single house to financial independence. Awesome. Through the last crisis called One Rental at a Time, get it on Audible or Amazon. And the YouTube channel is One Rental at a Time. Your YouTube channel is just on fire, man. I, mean, it's, I appreciate that. Yeah. Give him, give him thumbs up. <laughs> hey, buddy, I appreciate you taking out the time. Uh, hang out there or hang in and uh, we'll get together soon. You got it, buddy. Take care. See you, bye. bye.